0: The Living Speech by F.H. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Ferrari. The Living Speech by F.H. The American Language, a Preliminary Inquiry into the Development of English in the United States. By H.L. Mencken. New York, A.A. Knopf. Never has the flourishing personality of H. L. Mencken been so happily exercised as in this big book on the living speech of America. In Mr. Mencken, there is something of the pedant and something of the anarchist. This book is compounded of both. It is the benign pedant, voracious and systematic and indefatigable, that has accumulated and organized the large mass of material that has gone into the volume and it is the anarchist that has breathed fire into it this anarchist however is not of the sallow kind he is jocund and expansive a samson in girth and a samson to send torches among the philistines he delights in raciness and has no fear of the grossest barbarism yet he is cheerfully contemptuous of what he calls the yokelry and the stupid populace and the gaping proletariat he believes in a law at least to the extent of ascertaining it he uses the tools of pedantry to give himself mastery but he steers between the populace on one hand and professor balderdash on the other the result is a work which it is a platitude to call refreshing but which is actually refreshing in the deep sense as well as the obvious H. L. mencken is a pioneer he turns on the language we habitually use the mind and the imagination of a fresh inquirer an inquirer whose sophistication cannot be seriously questioned yet an inquirer who is not indentured to sophistication and out of that fresh inquiry we are enabled to form a new view of our own spoken and written language Mr. Mencken untiringly helps us to comprehend much that is obscure and irregular in the shifting courses of American expression. The Living Speech is a Mississippi which cannot easily be charted, but Mr. Mencken is a pilot who knows the new channels as well as the old, who steers on with the true current of the living stream. Many of us have no serene conviction in the matter of new idiom and new spelling and new locution we grope rather blindly among the tendencies we are favouring and the tendencies we are resisting we respond and we draw away but we do not rationalise mr Mencken comes titanically to our aid necessarily disregarding the prudes and the scholastic rhetoricians he has opened his mind to receive every conceivable kind of data respecting the language now in use among the people of america and with these usages to argue from he has created at least the beginning of an american rationale this does not mean that the american language is sentimental radicalism it is true that mr Mankin is hyperbolic at the beginning he talks of the english dialect and the american dialect and he quotes someone who dwells on the growing difficulties of intercommunication also he enjoys showing the enormous difference between unsophisticated american and sophisticated english and he rather gleefully foreshadows the day when me see she will be common and therefore sound american usage without a parallel investigation of unsophisticated usages in english i do not see how one can rest with such a conclusion it is amusing to hurl the stink-pot of popular americanisms among the grammarians but whitechapel and the mile-end road and the coombe and the rookeries of Glasgow could furnish similar weapons the erosions of inflected speech are nominally more significant in america because language has a general uniformity throughout the country but it is one thing to produce the evidence of a common illiteracy another thing to prove that the illiteracy is destined to supplant the corresponding literacy it is useless to dismiss the growing peculiarities of the american vocabulary and of grammar and syntax in the common speech as vulgarisms beneath serious notice yes if the peculiarities are definitely growing but the actual repetition of a misuse from mouth to mouth is only one factor in deciding its eventual triumph. does the misuse work that is the qualitative test which must be met by such lazy and illogical locutions as me see she but the great distinction of mr minkins book is his the b stangham pragmatic method there are few forms in use he quotes longsbury which judged by a standard previously existing would not be regarded as gross barbarisms this extreme statement mr Mencken, stupendously vindicates in all the luxurious minutiae of his inquiry there is an impartial and scholarly use of evidence yet his work cannot help serving as an antidote to snobs and snobbishness the attempt to make american uniform with english has failed ingloriously the neglect of its investigation is an evidence of snobbishness that is a folly of the same sort these and simpler snobbishnesses are constantly corrected in his pages Everyone knows the superior smile with which people who have the right shibboleth glance at one another when an outsider commits himself in their hearing yet how often the right shibboleth is the index to the silliest kind of group complacency mr mencken exhibits many barbarisms such as to ambition to compliment to papify right alongside them he prints words elevated to the peerage that were once similarly humble commoners to advocate to progress to oppose to derange to appreciate and value lengthy dutiable reliable bogus influential presidential these were plebeians to start with equally bad form and equally disdained the same formalism is to be found in spelling of course and very often today an inherited american barbarism is cherished by the very person who shudders at a more recent one in grammar as mr Mencken says there is also a formalism that is artificial illogical and almost unintelligible a formalism borrowed from english grammarians and by them brought into english against all fact and reason from the latin his list of popular conjugations partly derived from professor ring lardner is a perfect museum of barbarism it is also an extraordinary exhibition of professional zeal the great value of the american language is indeed its sagacious thoroughness it covers every sort of american idiosyncrasy in idiom in spelling in pronunciation in grammar in slang to do so with piquancy was natural to mr Mencken, but the delight of the volume is its workmanship and mr mencken is not less marvelous in his ingenious generalizing than in his inexhaustible information he is not omniscient he himself uses the archaic form round instead of round he is surely not right in saying that the english vegetable marrow is the same thing as squash he leaves out the american ride as an equivalent to the english drive Motor ride. He says the English call a napkin a serviette and a coal scuttle a coal hod. Few English do. He says diggings is American for habitation, whereas it is frequent English for lodgings. Words like frisk and punk and sump and go-cart might be included to illustrate certain Americanizations there are various vanity fair and conde nasty contributions to american undies for underwear that deserve to be noted but if a few unconsidered trifles have escaped mr rankin think of what he has captured and mounted i like a belt more looser'n what this one is well then why don't you unloosen it more'n you've got it unloosened to have an ear for this kind of speech to preserve and diagnose it is to do more than study the fauna and flora of language it is to set the foundations for a more salient national literature for what mr Mencken says at the end of his fascinating and inspiring book is surely true the american dialect is now apprehended as something uncouth and comic but that is the way that New dialects always come in through a drumfire of cackles. Given the poet, there may suddenly come a day when our thereons and woodahads will take on the barbaric stateliness of the present locutions of old Moriah in Riders to the Sea. They seem grotesque and absurd today, because the folks who use them seem grotesque and absurd for that is a too facile logic and under it is a false assumption in all human beings if only understanding be brought to the business dignity will be found and that dignity cannot fail to reveal itself soon or late in the words and phrases with which they make known their high hopes and aspirations and cry out against the intolerable meaninglessness of life beautifully said And this is the flame which Mr. Mencken guards savagely from demons. End of The Living Speech by F. H. From The New Republic, May 31, 1919